Welcome back. You're watching IT Operations Management, sponsored by ServiceNow. I'm Francis Rose with the Government Matters Thought Leadership Network. As you heard in the first part of our program, remote work's changing the game for IT management. But what happens when workers go back to the office? Here for the second half of our conversation, Dave Catanoso of the Department of Veterans Affairs and Christian Malone of ServiceNow. Gentlemen, thanks for continuing the conversation. Dave, how are you and your colleagues at VA thinking about the way back to the office looks? You mentioned there were a lot of people already at VA that were working remotely or, or working away from the office before the pandemic happened. What do you expect to see structurally and how does that inform the way that you're thinking about the way your infrastructure has to be prepared to handle that? First off, as you can imagine, at the VA being a, having a large medical operation, we're safety first for both veterans and our staff. So we're, we're taking a, a very deliberate approach to make sure we maximize and make that our first priority. A lot of the decisions are being left up to local facilities in terms of their rollback and return to work plan. And we're looking to leadership to give us guidance on how we handle it corporately. But from an OIT standpoint, I think we're, we need to remain prepared to, to handle any potential future surge in remote work and keep our capability at its current level, if not even improve it over time so that we can, we can adapt and go one way or the other, right? Because with our fourth mission to provide the backup to the nation's healthcare system, we have to be ready to possibly repeat this in the future. And we're making sure we're ready to do that at all times. Do you know yet what improving it over time looks like, or is it just keep kind of keeping that idea top of mind so that as you see opportunities to do it as technology or funding or whatever uh, present themselves, that you'll be able to take advantage of them? Now, the way we're improving it is in line with our digital transformation strategy to do and cloud migration is a key part of that strategy and adopting cloud native services part of our VA enterprise cloud is the direction that we're heading to improve our remote work capability. Um, in addition to beefing up our networks and taking on more and more capability to, to, with a TIC 3, 3.0 where you can have a, a more direct access to the internet and cloud services from the individual facilities versus going through the old TIC 2.2 model. So. All of it's moving in the direction of our cloud transformation and digital transformation strategy um, and, and just inconsistent with that. Christian, one of the themes that I've heard throughout all of this uh, of the last 12 to 18 months, and Dave touched on it in the first part of our conversation, is that the steps that agencies had taken ahead of time before the pandemic happened really enabled them to move through the pandemic with as few outages and as little impact on uh, the actual mission delivery of the organizations as possible. What are the building blocks that agencies, organizations should be putting in place today so that, God forbid, some other challenge happens six months from now, two years from now, five years from now, they're ready in the same way that most agencies appeared to be fairly ready uh, to, to make the remote work transition in March of last year? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of agencies that are focusing on that HSRD. They're focusing on understanding where their people are, understanding if those people shift either in titles or locations, um, who's remote, what, what interests they have in coming back to the office. And I think that also ties into asset management. And, and we saw that within enterprise, within even within ServiceNow, we see that where uh, my peers that are onboarded nowadays have a laptop ready for them. Uh, they never went into an office. Uh, they're up and running and they're productive on day two, just the same way that I was years ago when I came into the office on my first day. So I think that's what we're seeing federal agencies start to move towards to make that onboarding process or that transition process to a new role much better, that transition to the office, that transition to a hybrid work week. Um, and I think it makes sense to understand the assets related to the people. Uh, the other side of that is that Dave and his team run an, an A-plus organization. I mean, I know that firsthand. And I, I think as much as it, it's important for us to be able to 
uh, increase the efficiency of the onboarding process and even the offboarding when necessary. Uh, it's that in between time, it's those users that are going to be remote or hybrid for a time to come for the rest of their tenure. And they that might be years on average. And so keeping them efficient and productive during that whole time is important. And that's where I think we come back to the reliability of those services and what Dave and his team you know, really focus on. Uh, Christian, I note that you uh, work for a technology company. And yet when I said, what are the building blocks that agencies should consider? You go to people right away. I think that's a, a, an interesting way and, and then suggest that uh, agencies should pay attention to how the assets kind of follow the people. Am I hearing you right? Absolutely. I, I adopted Agile quite a bit ago. And, and what I got out of that manifesto was that technology is fun and I could spend all my time in technology, um, a technology, a pizza and some people. and I'm good to go. Um, but really, it's all in, in, in helping to uh, improve processes and it's in helping people. And so that's where we really think about the technology can only take us so far. We really need the improvement of those processes to to, uh, you know, benefit our uh, and again, citizens employees, government contractors, whoever it might be, they're the ones that should benefit from this technological improvements that we're doing. Dave, how has the pandemic impacted, if at all, the way that you and your colleagues analyze and, and kind of matrix uh, the applications that you're moving from uh, legacy infrastructure to cloud architecture? So the, the process we use didn't change much other than maybe moved at a faster pace, right? I mean, obviously sort of didn't work in weeks and days. It used to take months and maybe even a year to do we really had to accelerate the timeline. And then, and of course, early in the pandemic in particular, we prioritized applications that would support, you know, the response to the pandemic and, and the management of, you know, vaccine delivery towards that we're working on now, right? So, so obviously those apps got prioritized, but really just tightening the timeline and accelerating down on things that we'd already been working on really was how we reacted to it. We already luckily had, maybe with some foresight, had some good uh, plans in place and good execution already underway. And across OINT, we, we delivered on that, right, at a much accelerated pace. Do you expect to be able to maintain that pace? What, what, are, what actions are you taking, Dave, to try to keep those timelines compressed, to keep them at weeks and days instead of months and years uh, when you don't have the pressure, the outside pressure of the pandemic to, to push you like that? I think people are getting more comfortable working at that pace. We've demonstrated that it can be done. So, so, I, and I don't see any sign of it letting up, even though that the pandemic, thankfully, is, is not as intense as it was. As Christian mentioned before, it could come back, right? So we don't know. We have to be prepared for that. But I think uh, the, 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 everybody's getting comfortable at moving at this new tempo, right? So I think, and our main mission is to deliver services to veterans faster and more reliably. And so this just helps, helps, helps us do that if we can stay on this pace or, you know, something close to it. And it probably will moderate somewhat but uh, become a little more rational. But I think we're really good at moving fast now. So we want to keep that up. Christian, I imagine the risk of outage makes, at, given the speed that Dave just laid out there, increases exponentially. You want to make sure whatever you're doing, you're preventing as many outages, anticipating outages as much as possible if you're going to be moving at a more rapid clip than you have been historically. Absolutely. I, I've been on both sides of the dev and the ops and uh, I've spent most of my time on the operations side. And it's, it's really fun. If you take away all the controls and you let developers go as fast and release as fast as they want, you can get to extremely high velocity. But it's at that, it's at that risk. It's at that, that challenge that you have where the stability will start to drop. And so I think that's where we're really seeing teams that are able to go out there. And I think it's the right approach. We've seen it for years in enterprise. I've been a part of those teams where it, it's really a pirate team. You're able to go out and use new tools, break all the rules, and really focus on 
doing something that the organization as a whole can't do. And that's especially true with our federal organizations. They're very large. They do have very heavy bureaucracy and processes. And sometimes you need that team out there that shows that we can go much faster. A challenge, and this is something that we focus on as we talk with customers, is how do we take that success? How do we take what works for that team and some of those tools and then spin them back in, much like you would within a, a company? Spin out and then figure out, take the best of it in and move the organization a little bit to that side. Um, you know, we're not going to have DOD or civilian agencies become the next Netflix, but I think we can learn quite a bit. And I think it's that stability that we're going to focus on that will give us that balance between increased uh, capability velocity while keeping Dave and his team from having to chase after every bug that comes through that system and gets released. Are stability, Christian, and velocity at odds with each other? Or maybe it doesn't even matter the way that they kind of play off of each other? Yeah, what I've seen in my career is a pendulum swing for most organizations where they've had that pendulum swing from the app dev team or the platform teams or the cloud team are fully responsible for the stability of that, whatever they're, they're, they're provisioning or architecting, to the other side of that equation. The pendulum swings the other way and we say we're going to spin up a monitoring team, observability team, and they're going to be responsible. I've seen neither of those be purely uh, beneficial to themselves. It's that control mechanism that you have in the middle where you have both work together. And so, you know, Dave and his team from a cloud perspective and a monitoring perspective, I'm sure rely on the app developers to think about security, to think about stability, to think about the organization as they go through and do their development. And at the same time, his team is there to make sure that if any of that didn't, if any of that has gaps, that they're able to make sure that that system is still stable. And sometimes things just fail. It has nothing to do with release and you're gonna need that team that's there for that. So I think it's a both, it's a good balance. Dave, you've talked a couple of times about VA's cloud strategy. Um, what does that look like two years from now, five years from now, when we're hopefully past the pandemic and we're thinking a lot like we did, I would imagine, in February of 2020? Sure. So our strategy is going to continue to evolve and mature. Cloud transformation, cloud digital transformation includes our cloud migration, cloud adoption approach, and that's been doubled down on with the recent executive order uh, from the administration. Um, things that we're doing to enhance that is we're building platform one. We've already started building that on top of the VA Enterprise Cloud, and that's going to provide a better developer experience, an easier ability to migrate applications and provide even higher degrees of reliability and monitorability. And then in addition to that, we're working on a modern software factory, which will make it easier for developers to use APIs and common tool sets and sets of documentation so they can really focus on delivering the capability to the veteran and not necessarily worry about understanding the, the intricate nuances of each of the platforms that are being hosted upon. How will those things manifest themselves, Dave, in the way that the VA worker, maybe not an IT person, uh, provides solutions to veterans and the way that the veterans receive those solutions? How will it wind up making a difference to the, to the, to the mission of the organization? Well, the mission of the organization is really gonna help us, right? Deliver services to veterans faster and more reliably from an IT standpoint. From a worker standpoint, we've got way more work to do than we have people to do it. So it, what it's going to really evolve is people learning new tools, learning to work a little differently, maybe work on different different activities, higher order functions that focus on service and functionality delivery to the veteran, as opposed to maybe making sure servers are running or plugged in, right? We want to make sure that the focus is on always getting services to the veteran. So people may work differently, but there's going to be plenty of work to do for everybody. It's just a matter of getting everybody oriented in the same direction. Christian, just a couple of minutes remaining. What do you think the workforce that Dave and other organizations have uh, will look like? How might it change to uh, meet all of the challenges we've talked about on this program today? 
Yeah, I think Dave brings up a very good point about personnel and, and how those those job functions might change. Um, I've definitely seen that. I've definitely seen where we had individuals that were focused on whatever specialty they had, and that specialty, that technology is being replaced. And so they can either move on and, and follow that technology. You know, there, there's teams that are going to support mainframes for, for quite a time, you know, a, a long time to come. Um, but I also see a shift towards more policy, more architecture. Um, team members who really fully understand what it is, now they might not be hands-on with it. It might be SAS, it might be PaaS, it might be something that you don't go and configure. But now they're working on roles where uh, it's more automated and they're building those automation systems. They're building those policies that the automation follows. And I think that's, as Dave said very, you know, very, very well, that's that higher level function. That's that work that I think is going to be uh, much more rewarding going forward. And then obviously development, app development as we move forward the platform and infrastructure is going to be easy to consume. And so this is going to mean that app developers, as we've seen over time, will be able to go and refactor. They will be having a larger role in the infrastructure. And I think that comes back. Same thing that Dave said for his team is that his team now from a monitoring perspective, they need to make sure that they're working close hand by hand, hand in hand with those teams like they did before with the platform teams. Dave talked about the results that the veteran and the frontline worker who's not an IT person will see. Uh, how might that look in another organization that maybe isn't as uh, mission, uh, uh, isn't as customer focused as VA is, or isn't as externally customer focused as VA is? Sure. I think we see that across all of government. It really doesn't matter where it is. We see this real push, and we've, we've heard this well before the pandemic, about IT modernization, about IT transformation. And I think a real challenge is that when it, when the rubber meets the road, the tactical things that we've really happened or that we've seen is that often there'll be a move to replatform onto a new technology. And that's great. I think that's a great move. At the same time, that's that IT modernization that needs to be and then be followed by IT transformation. As I mentioned earlier, the technology is that first step towards improving the processes and benefiting you know, our people. And, and Dave, you know, being part of that cloud team, he, he's in this all the time where he's able to see teams that are happy to lift and shift, but then they maybe want to stop there. They're comfortable with that technology. And I think it's that real push to that next stage to be able to say, now that we've refactored, or sorry, now that we've lifted and shifted you onto a cloud platform, take that next step and refactor. Don't lose those gains in security and agility um, in, in stability that you can get whenever you go to that next level phase, that transformational phase. Kristen Malone, Dave Catanoso, a terrific conversation. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate your time. And thank you for watching IT Operations Management, sponsored by ServiceNow. To learn more about this topic, go to govmatters.tv slash ServiceNow. For the Government Matters Thought Leadership Network, I'm Francis Rose.